Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. And also new at Keller's Garden Center is the Zen Chaser Bonsai Studio, offering bonsai trees, supplies, and classes. Visit them on their social media page for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. This episode is also brought to you by Paulson Tours. For almost 30 years, this family-owned and operated business has been sending people to sports games, racing events, concerts, vacations, and more. I myself have been using Paulson Tours for trips to Red Sox games, wine festivals, and an annual guy's trip to Boston for St. Patty's Day for almost 15 years. Check out the current trips being offered over at paulsontours.com. Life's a trip. Go with Paulson Tours. Not Nick Nicastro. Right. <laughs> Either way, I'm answering. Neil Nicastro, buddy, how are you doing? It's been so long. Yeah, for a super long time, right? Um, I'm kind of, uh, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm in the land of uh, weddings now, mostly. So I disappeared a little bit in the in the music scene, but um, well, but I still am putting out stuff all the time, you know. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because I feel like the last time I saw you in face in person face to face uh where we spoke was probably i, I want to say it was like 2013 2014 at the scranton cultural center at a wedding expo oh yeah I, right i think i think and we were talking about um a band called biffy clyro all right that's it that's all i have <laughs> that's what i remember the last I, yeah. time we spoke that was probably um so when the 5% ended, I started scratching my head and wondering, you know, what can I do? And I thought, well, weddings, you know, it seems like that's the way um, musicians graduate to try and make some more money, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, also thought well, maybe I need to go back to school and get my master's or something with the bachelor's I never use, not for a day, but anyway, um, you know, so I don't know why. So tossing around ideas and I was playing, um, playing bass in a band and um my buddy came up to me he's like man what are you what are you doing you know how come you're playing bass i'm like i just you know looking for work and uh, he said i have all the djing work and wedding stuff that you can handle you know i'm like all right i'll give it a shot and like kind of eased into it and that was when um my son was born in 08 so that's when i started started easing it's probably then the the five percent probably ended in 
10 maybe, okay. I think, you know, and then that's, uh, that's when I started shifting gears and now I'm full out. Um, you know, that's my main focus. You know, I'm, I still play. I, so I'll play for ceremony um, co- and I'll sing and play for cocktail hour and then I'll DJ the rest of the night. Oh, so you get and it's both. fun. You get both. You get yeah. the, that's nice. That's nice. Cause a yeah. lot of people have to have to buy or, or pay for the, the ceremony and then after the fact too. Yeah. Like yeah. It's fun. It, it, it's a good shtick. You know, I like it. That's um, I enjoy it. I feel like, you know, you feel like you're, you're doing something, you know, like it's part of people's, it's an important part of people's day, a year or lives, right? That's an important day. So, yeah. you know, if you can, and I'm in the groove now, man, I, I really try hard and I'm super organized and stuff. And um, so I think I do a good job. You know, so I, I love weddings, man. The weddings are like my favorite thing. And I I cry probably at every single one of them because like, at, at least for that day, right? Like no matter what happened prior, no matter what happens, you know, five years down the road, like that day, like that's the happiest that couple and their family and their friends are going to be like in that, in that moment. And like, it's like yeah. an emotional thing. Like for me, it's just like, I, it's happiness, right? It's like such a great day. Yeah. And now uh, you probably haven't been to one since you have a little girl, but you know, it's, that's it. You, you'll be balling the whole time. You know, yeah. I have a little girl too. <laughs> I have a little girl too. So every father daughter dance, I'm back there crying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, I don't, you know, I barely know these people and I'm like, Oh my God. I know. You know? I know. <laughs> well, I, it's funny because DJ Hirsch asked me to MC a few, a few weddings with him. Um, I think was it, was it last year? No, the year prior, I did one with him last year. I had to bail on him a couple of times. And this year he booked me for four or five and I've already, he's already replaced me three times uh, at my request. Um, I just think I, I'm not, I need a few beers to get in the, the like, you know, not knock the rust off. But um, yeah, it's funny. I was like, dude, like, why would you want to share any kind of the the money you're making with, with me when you could, he could do it himself. Like he's very talented. He could just no uh, problem doing it himself. Um, I guess he just doesn't, like he gets kind of, I don't know, scared or just doesn't want to do it. And um Right. So I've been on a couple with him and uh, yeah, it's, it's just, a long day, you know, of course yeah. too, you know, and uh, I just worked with the wedding coordinator this past weekend. It was her first, she was a family friend, but she was coordinating for them. She said to me, you know, do you like working with the wedding coordinator? I said, sure. You know, of course I have a couple wedding coordinators like electric city that are my friends, you know, and of course I do. Cause then I'm there and I have somebody to talk to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, otherwise, you know, I get there at noon and I'm leaving at, uh, 11 o'clock and I haven't done anything but talk on the microphone to a right. crowd, you know? And right. like, yeah, I mean, so it's nice to have, uh, it, we're, which is a huge contrast from playing in a band, right? Cause playing in a band, um, especially like the 5%, it was so much camaraderie and uh, so much about just being together and making music together. Um, and then this is a, it's that, this is definitely a stark contrast to that, you know? Yeah. But we're, where we're all playing together and engaged with each other. And no one in the audience cares. <laughs> and now it's the opposite. Now I'm all alone, but the audience cares. You know? Right. right. <laughs> the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's talk about, I mean, I've known, I've only known you. Like that's how I met you was um, you, you playing out in Northeastern Pennsylvania um, with the 5%. I don't think you were part of a band before that, that I may have known. Right. You were probably too young, but I was in the collective. The collective. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. I, I yeah. About that. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't yeah, know if I saw so, you with the collective or not. I I pulled. I was the first one to pull the ripcord on the collective because I was getting older, you know, and I I really wanted to be writing tunes. And the collective was just, we were a train, man. We were doing so good. It was hard for everybody to to step away from the cover thing, even though we all kind of wanted to. And I just needed to, I just needed to do, you know, and actually the, that's a funny story. I don't know what directions you want to go, but um, Any that's, it's a, yeah, right. One we direction. Were, um, the, <laughs> we were, uh, we were playing, the collective was playing, and Matt and Brian were doing an opening set for some reason before us. And um, we, I was just sitting in the back and um, I heard, I heard Matt singing from like, I heard him singing like a Damien Rice tune from like, I was behind the stage and I heard him singing. I came out I'm like, who is this? What is this? You know, I'm like, I quit. I want to play with him. You know, <laughs> and it was really, I mean, it was really like that. I was like, I, I got to stop what I'm doing. And, and, you know, and of course, Brian Keating's the nicest guy on the planet. You know, he's like one of the top five nicest people, you know? So yeah, yeah they're just, it was just such a, such a good, um, such a good vibe and such, such nice, um, nice times and stuff. So yeah, despite the collective being really successful and stuff, um, and super fun, those guys are still my friends. Um, I just wanted to do the original thing and, um, you know, and, and that was the perfect catalyst for it. So I was in another band before that, the collective actually that did really well too. Um, that's a, that's a long story that they had a, got a record deal and stuff, but this is a billion years ago. And, uh, you know, um, yeah. And you know, things just, things were, I feel bad for my students now. I still give guitar lessons and piano lessons and, um, you know, these guys like, Tyler, um, from the Holtzman effect, Tyler Salek, you know, the guitarist, he, he's been my student and, and my buddy for a long time. And I think, man, the, so many more opportunities we had to play than they do, yeah. you know, um, I really feel for them, you know, um, because right. The 5%, man, it was, that was a, that was a good time. We would, we'd always, I mean, of course we were playing covers, um, to keep people entertained, but, um, we were playing originals every night. And, uh, and there just was so many gigs. It was a good, it was a good time. I'm, I'm super thankful for it. You know, um, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I guess they have nothing to compare it to. So, and I think guys, the whole time, I think they're doing great. And, um, and there's still so many great bands around the area. I think our area, we're, we're lucky, you know, for sure. Um, but, uh, I don't even know. I'm I'm drifting away here. What, what, uh -oh. Was there a question? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just talking about the five percent, and, and uh, you know, you mentioned Brian and Matt, Matt Ralph, and I remember yeah. seeing them when I first started at the weekend. They they were uh, a, an outfit called Six Second Yellow, and I yeah was one of the first bands that I was like uh, introduced to as a, a, a member as an intern with the Weekender. Um, and we did like a night out with them, and I was like, wow, this this is this is awesome. And then they kind of called it quits. Right. Um, but it was fortunate, you know, because you know, you guys started um the five percent, which was you, uh Matt Ralph. Was it was Brian included too? So when we first started, um when we first started, I was it was Dylan Skursky was the was the bass player when we very first started, but it never, you know, Dylan from Cabinet, but it never yeah. lasted. Like he he was not that interested in it. But Matt Smalcom was the drummer who for, who played in the collective with me. And so um I was trying to steal some of the guys from the collective, you know, cause they were my buddies, you know, but, um, 
but that that fell apart pretty quick. Um, and then Brian, and then th- then that unit with AJ on drums and Brian, that that unit formed pretty quickly. Um, but it wasn't the original. The original idea was um, to be a little um, funkier than we ended up being. You know, like if you hear the first album, I had this idea of more, um, I don't know, incubus or police like, you know, and, uh, and then we, we started playing and people really liked the stuff that was much more dispatch and Jack Johnson, you mm-hmm. know, and like, like really liked it a lot more. So we, you know, and then of course, when Brian came along, that was Brian's vibe and, and we ended up heading in that direction and, and people liked it. it, you know, it went pretty well. So, um, yeah. And so that's the direction we headed more. And that's when it was Brian, me, Matt, uh, Brian and AJ jump, you know, that was the, the main unit. And of course, Tommy Winder played with us for a long time too. I don't know if you knew Tommy, which is, I don't know. He, he was in nowhere slow then after the 5%. Um, and he passed away. Um, geez, fairly recently, four years ago, maybe. Wow. Okay. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm familiar with that. Yeah. That's a shame. I know the name yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. But you guys had, uh, some, some decent success with the 5%. We did. We did. Um, we put out, so we put out, um, four albums, um, and we put out two of them like right away. Like we put out one, the one, you know, songs I was, I was writing and with Matt and, uh, um, that was the, that was like sort of the, just to kick off the band. And then when I, when I got the vibe of what people liked that second album and that third album, we wrote right away and put out. And then, uh, the fourth album we put, and those, those middle two albums, we did great. We, we toured all over, um, which man, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. You know, we got in the van and, you know, we had somebody booking us and we went, back and forth across the country and had, had good times. I mean, you know, some nights we were, we were in Boise, Idaho and like, they're like, there's no band tonight. It's game night. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, no man, we're in half Brown, like down the street. Like we have to play tonight. Yeah. We're know? playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have At least to give us some, some beer. Food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was plenty of nights that we were playing for PBRs, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we were able to do it. We were able to go, um, from Vermont to Florida a couple times. And we were able to go, um, out West all the way out West, um, once all the way up to Seattle and down through California once and, um, out to Texas and back, um, another, a separate time too. So we made a couple of good runs of it and sold a lot of CDs and got a couple songs, you know, placed here and there. Uh, but it doesn't amount to anything, but a, a couple good stories, you know, unfortunately. Right. Um, and some good memories of course too, but, um, you know. Well, I mean, it's great music, and I'm, I cheated a little bit here. Uh, and on Spotify, and maybe the dates uh, or the years are wrong because that sometimes happens. But the one album or EP, uh, three thousand four hundred eighty-three seconds of your life, and then uh, our life, and then making some sense of today, and then yeah. the summer Sunday morning at dawn. Those are the four you mentioned, right? Yeah. Those. Yeah, and then the last one was. Um... It was another another COVID thing. I I uncovered some tracks just on a hard drive that Matt and I had been working on, um, and I just we just I just put them out. You know, some scratches and um, that, there, some of them aren't. The, is that five thousand days ago? Yep. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, just me. I mean, I'm hoping that we can revive a little life uh, for the 5% because I mean, uh, it was, it was a great, it was great music. It was, you know, great seeing you guys perform. Um, and it was just a special time, I think, especially in, you know, the music scene in NEPA and obviously beyond, but, um, you guys were a, a staple. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a good, it was a good time. There was a, there was a good, um, core of bands around that time that were putting out some really good original music, I think, you know? Um, and like I said, like, I think there is now still, you know, I think we're lucky. And I think that's one thing I found out for sure, you know, to, touring around the country is that man, our area is, is pretty good. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have realized it if we hadn't done it. And of course, when you're 22 or, you know, 18, 20 to 25 or whatever, you're like, man, I gotta get out of here. You know, this yeah. is, this is everything else anywhere is better, but there's really a great music scene and there's so many great musicians in this this area for whatever reason maybe our our location I, yeah, close I enough know. to the city and close to philly but i don't know what it is i remember when i started the radio show back in 2017 i always say that i thought i had my finger on the pulse of of what was going on and like the the bands in the area and i would say too that i was mistaken like i i had i found so many new artists and like i was like wow i can't believe that this music is coming out of Northeastern Pennsylvania. And it just, it still rings true today. And it's like, like I said before too, it's a shame that there are a lack of venues to play at because I, I mean, I think a lot of musicians, um, you know, if they're here in this area, it's, it's hard to get shows outside of the area uh, potentially. And I mean, you kind of, you know, you kind of worked at home, the hometown crowd and you kind of, you know, test some material maybe. Uh, and there's just not a lot of places to play. I mean, I, I, I feel like I say this a lot and it's, it's, you know, the V spot, um, the jazz cafe and planes, which thank God that's Dang. still around. Um, and there's like maybe two other ones that I can't think of at the moment, but it's, there's not right. a lot, but I mean, you were, I know. you were in the scene where there was, I mean, in one night you can go to four different places to see four different, Genre. Right. No, it's it's crazy. Yeah, we can play we could play in Wilkes-Barre or Scranton Friday, Saturday, you know, we, sometimes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Some of them are acoustic gigs. And in Monday, we had that we had um with Dustin, I had that um the uh back of the River Street Ale House, right? Yes. That was yep. in Pittston. We we did those Mondays for years and it was yeah. they were packed, you know? I mean like and we there were was, just having fun and goofing around. Yeah. You know? There was a day of the week for like every like location had like a day of the week. Right. Ale right. House was Monday, old time Charles was Tuesday. Well Mondays yeah. was also Hiles. I'm sure you're familiar with Hiles. Oh yeah. That's where I am. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Um and then and I forget like Wednesday was something and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday was just like wild card. Mm -hmm. you know, just like it was nuts. But yeah, what a what yeah. a great time to be alive. <laughs> and Murray's yeah, right. let's talk about Murray's. Like I know, right? <laughs> AJ still sends us uh sends us uh, some joking texts once in a while, like, hey, you guys Murray's this weekend or what? You know? <laughs> yeah. And I love the uh the the every year the yearly uh Thanksgiving uh post that AJ yeah. still does. <laughs> I know he does. That was, that, dude, I mean, so my wife is four years younger than me. And it's so funny too. It's like, it's like four year, four or five year, like, um, what do you want to call it? Like spans where like, 
if I'm five years younger than you, like you experienced an entire different like scene than I did. And then I experienced a far different scene than my wife did. And like, it's like constant. And I don't even want to say it's evolving because I don't know if it's evolving as much as it is like just kind of, I don't want to say dying because that's not fair either, but right. um, it's just, it's just weird. It's just, it's definitely weird. I mean, I don't think kids and and I don't know if they don't care about music or they're just more health conscious or, um, you know, maybe they're just partying at home and doing that kind of stuff. They're, yeah, you know, and obviously, you know, drinking and driving is not uh, okay to do. So that's, you know, it's, that's a, a hindrance as well for people to go out and enjoy themselves. So, right. It's a lot. I think it's, I think it's all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's everything you just said, you know, I mean, right. People are, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think when we were playing, I mean, I met my wife when I was playing in the band, mm-hmm. you know, there was no other way. That's, that's how we were meeting people. Yeah. Right. So instead of, um, instead of being able to meet and communicate, I think my son is upstairs like playing with his friends online instead of getting together and hanging out there. Right. I mean, he's having a blast, whatever. It's, I mean, or you and I are talking right here instead of being at, Hiles having a beer. You yeah, know? because they're so. upstairs. <laughs> that's because yeah, they're upstairs. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if you know, I have two so, children, I mean, I, I do this at night and when they're in bed and sleeping. Like, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, children, I think probably, that's yeah. got a big thing to do. Yeah, that's got a big thing. I think that's a big part of it is that you're not going out to the bar to, to meet people. That's not your main. I feel like that. And I do think the drinking and driving thing is a big part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you could Uber though. They have Uber, uh, you know, which so is amazing. Like, I mean, I wish I, I had that back then. I know. You know, I know, like, can you imagine just having like a uh, uh, a ride that wasn't some creepy taxi driver? Like, right? Because like you know, that was that was like back in the day. It's like oh, I'm not taking a taxi. I might get murdered in a taxi. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know. So it's it's hard to say. Um, you know, I, I do think because. Um. It's funny, like right now, when I'm DJing too, when I'm DJing weddings, so there was a, there was a, a spot where it wasn't like this, but right now um, I'm DJing a lot of stuff. I mean, like um, uh, they do this that emo night, right? Yeah, those are bands, right? That they're DJing. Like I'm and when I'm DJing weddings, people love that stuff. I'm thinking, yeah. man, like Blink 182 and you know Jimmy Eat World. Like I don't know, these are bands. There should be, and there are you know, um, bands out playing it, but there's no reason there can't be, there shouldn't be bands out there killing it all the time, packing places, just covering, um, covering that stuff. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because like when a DJ is, so I, I think this, you know, but th- there was a, there was a point where when people started bringing out cell phones and recording the bands like, you know, and then all of a sudden they're recording themselves instead of recording the bands, you know? Right. And so I think that there's something about a DJ can put the focus on the crowd and people are used to that. Like I have to, cause obviously I think about it a lot cause I do both. So, yeah. That's a good thought. You know, and I think that that's one thing people enjoy more about a DJ than, than a band. A band is like, Hey, look at us. And the DJ is like, Hey, let's all have a party. Right. You know? So I don't know, yeah. maybe, maybe once the bands catch on, um, that, that sort of shifts and, and bands come back. 
Can they maybe if they legalize pot, people will go see live music again? You know, I I think that a lot too. You know, <laughs> they should. But, we, uh, I did a I did an episode with uh, AJ and Joe Burke, and we I think we attempted to solve the uh, that problem and and find a way to legalize marijuana with a campaign called Pot for Potholes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we wanted to legalize marijuana to fix the streets. Yeah, totally based on do that. it. And if, if, if anything else happened from it, maybe you know people go see some music now. <laughs> then so be it. Yeah, yeah. They I don't know, us, man. They let us play jazz finally. <laughs> they tolerate it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's like so. You guys, I, I mean, five percent. Um, you called it quits. So what what happened there? It just. It, it just fizzled out really. I mean, you know, we, we did push, uh, we did, we put a good run at it. Um, and Matt, you know, the guys were in the, the guys were at Wilkes and they graduated and Matt was off to grad school and, um, and we still kept it going. Matt and I still kept it going. And that's how he ended up with that fifth album of tunes. He kept it going. Uh, we kept it going out in Pittsburgh. He was in Pittsburgh and, um, uh, I was driving out there and we were playing still quite a bit and our buddy, Mike figured was, was helping us book. And some of that time is when we did some of our biggest shows, actually, even though the band was sort of not alive anymore. That's when we played at Penn speak and we did a couple shows with the gin blossoms and that MTV tracker tour. And that was all Mike getting us those, those gigs, um, we had a good like resume at that point, even though the band was sort of didn't exist anymore. Um, so we were doing, we were doing some really cool shows. Um, and it seemed like we were doing better than ever, but it, you know, we kind of didn't really exist anymore. Hmm. And then, you know, and then right then I had kids and I started to think, boy, I need to, you know, Matt was, was over it. And I was thinking, I started, I started to think I need to, maybe get a job, <laughs> you know, or make some, make some more money. Yeah. And, uh, and what can I, what can I do? Um, and so then there was just a, I had a couple of years there where I was playing a lot by myself, like solo gigs and, and, and DJing until, um, I shifted my focus more on the DJ and stuff. And, you know, I still, since then, since I, since I stopped, I mean, I still play, um, I do like the Poconos resorts during mm -hmm. the week. Um, so like tomorrow night I'll be at Cove and the next night I'll be at paradise stream or whatever. And those gigs are great. Like during the week, yeah. but then, um, my weekends, um, I'm mostly I'm focused on, on wedding stuff. Um, but also, um, I'm still putting out like since the 5%, man, I don't know. I put out six six albums or something i don't know right. you know I, I just write a lot it's, it's my favorite thing to do you know and uh it always has been yeah i, I, I practice i practice jazz and i practice um finger style guitar and stuff but really what it, what drives me is um is ideas you know i get i get idea writing ideas and um i i don't know like i really appreciate you did the, the pop coast picks you put me on there the one time and and I'm so busy. I've since then, since I sent you those tracks, I probably put out another 20 tracks. I just don't even have time to to promote them or do anything with them, you know, <laughs> which is a shame because I, tough, I really yeah. appreciate 
Yeah, Alan Stout puts puts the stuff mm-hmm. on the radio too. I appreciate you guys so much. I think it's awesome. And um, but man, it's just like you know, you know, your your kids between kids and work, and I still am teaching a lot. It's there's only so many things you can do. You know. I know, man. So, it's 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 yeah. You're right. It's it's a lot, and I I, I say that a lot on on this too. It just I don't know how people find the time. Um, and it's a shame too, because like. You know, you're you're only young once, right? And you have to try and do all these things, and and try and like I don't know, not make it, but like do all these things before you have to grow up, um, right? And then it's a shame that like you know people like you know you're in a band and, and some guys do it sooner than others, and you know it's like kind of like okay, well, what are we gonna do and all that kind of stuff. It's just like I wish, and and we're only young for like it's not a lot, it's not a lot of time if you think about it, right? Like. You're kind of yeah. under your parents' rule, uh, so to speak, like until you're 18. And then like you maybe have like four or five years to kind of just like yeah. find yourself and figure things out before you have to like get a job or or whatever it might be. Maybe maybe a little longer, but like you don't have a lot of time. It's true. You yeah, re- that's really the truth. Yeah, because you're so I mean, when you're in college, you're so I think you're so confused and so lost and scattered. Anyway, I was when you start to find a focus between, you know, knowing what you really like, like to do and enjoy and then, right. Trying to take on some responsibility. You're right. It's probably four or five years yeah. <laughs> of, of a gap there. You know, I extended it a bit. I, f- I found my wife was, tw- I was 25 when I met her, she was 21 and she decided to be in school for a long time. So like we had kids like late, I was 35 when we had our first. So like, I extended the <laughs> the responsibility yeah. to a degree, you know, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, I still had responsibility when I turned, you know, 23 or 24, or whatever, when you have a full-time job and something you have to be at every day and, you know, be on time for and all that kind of bullshit. It's just like, you don't get a lot of time to fuck off. Yeah, it's true. It's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. I could certainly, I could certainly use some more. You know, right now, even, you know, I would just, I just want the energy back just to deal with like everything. <laughs> just, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's funny too. I was talking just with a coworker today or yesterday. It's just like, and, and this day and age too, there's just so much like going on in the world um, that we have access to and, um, you know, 24 hour news cycles and, and, you know, phones in our hand and like, there's a lot that we're trying to like comprehend and take in and absorb and, and kind of deal with like, you know, 20 years ago, like what were our biggest issues? Like, you know, if you didn't watch the news, you know, what was going on in the world. So maybe you went to school and you know, you're the biggest thing to try and figure out was where you and your friends were going and um, you know, who was buying the beer and it was just a lot simpler in that aspect because there was, just nothing else going on. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, but I do think my, so I live in a much bigger, like, um, like I live in a bit of a music bubble myself compared to my wife. My wife's like, you know, she stays much more connected and in touch with what's happening. Um, and I don't, you know, she'll always say to me, did you hear about this, that, this thing that's going on? I'm like, I, I don't know. How would I hear about it? I'm yeah. either teaching guitar lessons or learning 
songs for a wedding or organizing a playlist. Like I just don't, you know, and I, I'm a, I'm a, I don't try and I think, yeah, I'm not trying to ignore anything, but I, I think for like my mental, like I like to run and for my, my mental health and stability, yeah. I feel better just doing the things that I like and ignoring. Cause there is so, there's so much of course that you could stress out about, but, uh, but yeah, I stay pretty even keel by just living in my my music bubble as as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, you know, for good or for for good or for bad. I don't know. You know, there's been and I don't know if it's just recently or not, but it's just like I feel like I need to take a break from social media. And then they just put out, yeah. you know, they just did uh, a new platform called Threads. I don't know if you jumped on that or not, but it's just like how I haven't yet. Did how? did you do it? Or? I did. I, I well, it was simple. I did. I, I haven't. I think I posted twice on it. I don't even know what the hell was going on there. Right. Uh, like much like TikTok, I'm like, I don't know how to use this. Like I use it for as as a consumer, just for I think a lot of people are very funny. Um, but I'm like, I don't know how to utilize this for good. Like I just and again, I don't have you know, you wake up, you, you get the kids ready for school or whatever they're doing. Um, you go to work, you get kicked in the dick all day, you come home, you know, yeah. you do dinner. <laughs> It's bath time. It's like let's let's maybe play some Nintendo with the kid, and you read books yeah. and go to bed. It's like and then you just do it again. It's like God. <laughs> but you know, I think like this is what uh, this is what I think about this. What we're doing here is like for your sake. I think this is cool, man. I feel like um, you're doing something. You know, like I don't know. This is why I record so much, and yeah. I say this to my students that write songs. And um, my friends, like a friend of ours just passed away, Bobby O'Connell. I don't know if you knew Bobby. He was a great um, so. keyboard player from from Scranton. But um, he, uh, you know, I think, man, I wish I got the chance to record with Bobby. You know, because I don't know, when you when you put stuff down, when we're put, when you're putting stuff out there, I think you could put a stamp on the, the day or the week and say, hey, man, I did that. You know, this is what I did. You yeah. know, I, I enjoyed it. We had a good conversation. We had fun. And, and like, there's, there's something to that saying I, I did something. You know, I feel like that about, I, and I think that that's, that is great about um, social media in that respect. Like sometimes I'll, um, I'll post, I'll just like learn something that I think is cool and I'll share it. Um, but uh, so I think it's, it is great for that aspect. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. But you can't, you can't get too. I think you can't get too wrapped up in it. It's easy for it's easier for us to separate ourselves from it too. But I don't know. How do you do it if you're if you grew up with it being such an important part? I don't, I don't know. You know, how do you put how do you put it in perspective? I don't know. Also, one of my biggest concerns is like you know we we grew up where you know half our life we had the internet or half we we didn't have it and then half of it we did, right? And then um well it's kind of more towards more, more internet than not. I'm thinking back when I was, you know, 32. Cause I think I, I think I got the internet in our, our house when I was like 16. Um, so obviously I'm, I'm 40 now, so I've had it longer than, than not. Right. But, um, you know, our kids are going to, they're, they're not going to know anything other than the internet. You know, it's, right. I think it's, it, if it's utilized for good, I mean, it's a powerful tool. It's educational. It's, you know, you have stuff at your, your fingertips uh, and learning tools that you know you can't learn in a in a classroom. Sometimes it's it's uh it's kind of neat to think about. Yeah, all right. I mean, so 
and I, everybody, my kids, my kids are completely different. I'm like you, I have a boy and a girl. My son is smart as could be. And he knows like, he's just like knows history facts and stuff that like, cause he likes to watch YouTube videos about history and stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. He's just like, if we go on a car ride, we just went to a Yankees game and he'll spend the whole time rattling off like just random history stories, you know, I don't, I don't know. But, and my daughter will go outside and, and skateboard in the street for a couple hours. They're like polar opposites, yeah. you know? Uh, but there's no, um, uh, you know, and so I wish she would spend more time inside studying and he would spend more time outside goofing around, but there's no, <laughs> they were raising them the same, yeah. you know, there's no sense, you know, who knows what, what people gravitate towards and how these kids will sort it out. You know, I mean, right. For me, I'd rather uh, like every chance I get, I will sit on my back porch with the guitar instead of um, scrolling Instagram. You know, I, I, I don't know. Even when I do scroll Instagram, it's, um, either for guitar or running inspiration mostly or, sure. or business. Right. It's, it's right. been great for, for um, promoting wedding stuff, you know? Yeah. But I don't know where, where do you frame, where do we frame all that stuff? You know, it's, it's definitely hard to negotiate. Wow. Yeah. I'll never forget my, my son like knew every dinosaur's name. Yeah. It, it could say it better than me at like two years old. And I don't know how, because when I grew up, there was like five dinosaurs, right? It was T-Rex. <laughs> Brontosaurus, uh, right? <laughs> can't think. Triceratops, like whatever it was. Like, like, yeah, pterodactyl, maybe. Yeah. Like, when did they get? When, when did twenty pop up? What's going on here? Uh -huh. so, yeah, and how would you find out about more? You'd have to go. You'd have to go to the library. We used to go to the library and get a book. I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe we sound like old guys. I'm older no, than but you, like, but you're right. But like, you know. he's like, he's like two or three years old, saying saying these names of things I never heard of before. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, yeah. So it's, it's great for that. I don't know. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know. Um, well, as far as, you know, five per, the 5% kind of comes to a, a halt um, and then you kind of focus on, you know, writing your own stuff. Um, what was that like? I mean, you, you said you love to write and you love to, to, to do that. I mean, what do you write about? What, what is your, what are your songs primarily about or, is it a wide range? Yeah, it's a pretty wide range. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's uh, been to my detriment. It's, you know, like if you, even if you looked at the last stuff that I, I released, um, it's just me on either piano or guitar and vocals, you know, and then before that, uh, and it's real like sort of dark, I don't know, and folky. I try not to be dark. It's so easy to write dark stuff, yeah. you know, and I, I'm not really dark. I, try, you know, I fight it if I am, you know. And uh, so I think I, I think I always try and so that's one perspective I always try and write from and know that, know that it's it's easy to to visualize stuff and frame stuff that way. So I always try and put a positive twist on stuff and uh, and I always try and catch the catch the vibe um that that i like but you know i think the the funny thing is right this last album was real folky the album before that was like techno-y stuff mm -hmm. you know but there's still folk songs but they were like they put techno beats and stuff i'm doing so much of that djing and watching people dance and have yeah. a good time yeah that i'm like man i'd love to make some stuff to that people would dance to like i don't know you know i'm really the truth is uh especially because I barely promote it. I, if I had time, I would love to. I'm really doing it because 
I, I just have the passion for it, you know, right. and really mo- mostly entertaining myself. <laughs> you know, I, I, like if I sit back and like, oh, those words are cool. I'm, I'm happy. If yeah. I take a guitar solo, I'm like, that was cool. And I, I do, you know, of course you want, um, uh, it'd be cool if you said to me, that was, those lyrics were cool. Or you said to me, um, oh, nice guitar playing. Of course we're musicians. We like a little um, affirmation or whatever, but, but honestly, I really do it with no, no expectation, but just any, anytime I hear a song that I like or a, a new artist that I like, or a vibe that I like, I think you know, I, I want to do, I'd like to be doing that. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm all over the place. Like I think most, most people are, you know, musically, I'm sure your musical tastes are all, all over the map, Yeah. you know? And uh, so nobody's telling me, uh, you know, I mean, maybe if there was a manager or a label or anything, uh, uh, you know, now they'd say, well, you gotta, you can't be doing like a techno song and a reggae song and a folk song, but you know, nobody's telling me that I'm just doing it because I like to, you know, and the funny thing is, of course, now I think I'm a better, a way better writer than I ever was and a way better musician than I ever was. Uh, But so you think, man, if only I was writing like this when I was in the 5% or, you know, if only I could play this well when I was in the collective, you know, like maybe we could have, could have done better. But yeah. So you, of course you think that stuff, but, uh, you know, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm busy and I'm, I'm happy. So I'm just glad that I, I really, I'm glad that I stuck with it. Cause I do think that this last batch of songs that I put out, I think are, are my best songs that I've ever written. That's good. And uh, yeah, it's I, like, that's all I want. I just want to listen, listen back. Cause you know, I think we probably, I, I'm not speaking for anybody else, but I would guess this, that when I, I haven't, put in the 5% stuff in a long time. I haven't listened to my early stuff, but when I think back to it, I think, uh, you know, we probably would have done better if they were better songs. And then I listen, you know, you, you, I remember it fondly experience wise, but think to myself, um, you know, I wish I was better. Like I just said, but then I listen back to it and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's those songs were pretty good. And, and some people like them, but you, you judge yourself harshly based on lack of success or whatever level of success you had. And so now, now I'm completely aware of that. And so I don't judge my, what I put out at all based on that anymore. Um, you know, cause I don't, right. I don't need anybody's approval because I'm not doing it for any, I'm doing it for myself. Right. And, um, Right. It would be awesome if, uh, like, I, I don't know. Right. I sent the songs to, to Matt and Brian. I'm like, you gotta, you guys gotta check this stuff out, you know? And, uh, and Brian, of course, like, you know, it's like, man, I love it. This is great. You know, Matt's yeah. like, Oh, I'll, I'll get, I'll get around to it. Like, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> you gotta hear this stuff. And then, it, yeah. you know, I get excited and then it, it goes away, but, um, you know, well, that's, that's the way of it. Well, I think that's another a cruel joke that life plays on us too. Like, you know, we get to a point where, um, you know, we mature and we, you know, our, our talent grows. Right. Um, but like you said, like, what if I had this back when I was in the 5%, like when I was 22 yeah. or whatever it might be like, again, it's like you have this, these, all this, like, you know, the maturity and life lessons and all these things you can kind of, you know, 
apply to music, but now you have less time to to do it. Yeah, so and and less audience, right? Yeah, just less, evil, it's an evil joke. It's, it's it is. It is, <laughs> but no, like you know, it's yeah. it's funny because a lot of musicians and people they, they they judge success by, um, you know, did they did they make it? Did they get a record deal? Did they do this? Did did they do that? But like, I mean, I I consider you a, a successful musician because you know you you've done the bands, you had some national recognition, but now you know you're you're writing music for yourself. You know, you don't have to. Uh, you know, entertain, so to speak, anybody. Um, you're also um, you're an instructor of music as well. So it's like you're able to. Not everyone gets to like have music be their life and and use it to pay the bills, and, right. and you're able to do that. And I think that's that's yeah. that's success. You know. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I'm completely aware of that. I'm super thankful that, um, you know, my taxes say musician and I'm able to support my family doing yeah. it. I mean, I think that that's, that's that, yeah, that keeps me, um, satisfied. And of course, uh, but of course the thing that, that drives me to play is, um, and write, it's like, man, I, I still like, will hear a song or, or hear a guitarist and, um, be like, man, I can't believe I can't, I haven't written something like that, or I can't believe I can't play like that yet. You know, it's still yeah. like, I'm totally, it's a, it's a funny, funny balance, which I'm sure for most, most people have, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a funny pursuit. Music is a funny pursuit like that because um, you certainly can wrap yourself up in, uh, I, I don't know why we do that to ourselves. Right. I'll <laughs> say uh, I'll hear a classical musician play. I never practiced classical guitar. But I'll be like, oh, I can't believe I don't know all those Bach pieces. Like, like, what am I even doing to myself? Like, I, you know, you can't possibly know like all the jazz tunes, all the Bach pieces. You know, write songs. You can't like. So why? Like, I don't know. I just am. But it's the pursuit. It really is. I mean, I guess that's that's trite or whatever, and people will say that. But with music, more than anything it's the pursuit. Like I'll, when we get off, you know, I sat down here early before while I was waiting to log on, just playing my guitar and enjoying playing it. And when we hang up, um, I'll be doing the same. I like to do it. You yeah. Know? I mean, whether I'm, whether I'm focused or whether I'm just making noises, <laughs> you know, I mean, really probably, uh, my favorite thing is that is to just make nice noise, <laughs> yeah. you know, like noises that I think are cool. <laughs> well, not everyone can do really that, is. you know, yeah, not everyone yeah. can do that. And it's, uh, I always, th I always say there's like, people have like a certain part of their brain, um, that I think is able to access that and, uh, just kind of do that kind of stuff. And I don't have that. Everyone says, oh, you, you can learn. It's not too late. And it's, 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 it's far too late. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? It's like if you get, I mean, right now, so this is what I think is if you're, it's, it's just about getting to that headspace, right? So if you get there now, because you're really enjoying doing a podcast, you're there. I mean, that's, this is there, this is your yeah. space. Yeah. You know, sure. I think that, I think that like, I, you know, I did have a student ask me that say like, man, you seem like you're pretty well adjusted. Like, you know, I'm like, right. Because quickly enough, I can get to the headspace where I'm, I'm happy, you know, and it's, it's by either going for a run or, or playing guitar. 
And, um, and I know that that's, that's my, my space where, where I'm like, yeah, everything is good up there. Everything is good. And let's try and figure out this, this tune. Um, yeah. my dogs are starting to thunder here and my, my dogs are going to crowd around. <laughs> yeah. I must've been heading North. Cause I just, it just went through here a few minutes ago, but yeah, you know, yeah. so I think, right. I think that, I think so, right. When you're not, when you're not doing your podcast, you know, if that's something that, um, if that's something that's your space, you know, when you're not doing it, we just think, oh man, later on, I'm going to do this, this podcast and I feel pretty good. I'm almost at episode 150 or something like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where we are, you know, like, I, I don't know to me, that's so like, if I'm, if it's a stressful day, or I'm sitting in traffic, I think oh, I got to, when I go home, I'm going to sit with my guitar and what was that thing I was trying to figure out? You know what I mean? Like just, like you, you could just get there. And I think you could just find peace during the day. And those, those little this, there's there's space up there, I think, to to just bury yourself and yeah. and get away from get away from stress. I really think you just like so you you have it, you have yeah, it. You just right. uh, you know, <laughs> it's just different. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, what kind of advice would you give to you know maybe someone younger listens to this? And I mean, obviously, again, I I I, I feel that you're an accomplished musician. Um, you know, from the the works that you have recorded and they're available. On the streaming services, you know the five percent, you know your uh, solo stuff. Um, but again, you're able to be a full time musician and get the bills paid, all that kind of stuff. Um, is there advice you can give to somebody who is maybe just picked up a guitar and they they think one day, hey, I want to like, you know, get a record deal, or you know, hey, I just want to be able to have music be a part of who I am for forever. Is there any kind of advice you can give? Yeah, for sure. And I do it all day long. My, my first student of the day today, Joe, he's a, he's a, he's a great, great, like guitarist. He's only 16 or 17. And, you know, he's like, if you can only, <laughs> if you can only convince people of these things, you know, like maybe, maybe he believes me, maybe he doesn't, but, um, but yeah, I have a couple students like that. I have my students um, and burn the jukebox. I, I'm sure, you know, um, Kelly and her daughter, I teach a couple of those guys, the guitarist and the keyboard player, those guys are, are doing great too. But I think that the real answer is, um, you know what the, the short answer is, is just be, be easy, be easy going, man. Just, if you have to learn tunes, you learn tunes. If you have to, um, if you get called for a, a polka gig, yeah, do the polka gig, you know, if you get called, you know, if you, if you get called to play, um, mandolin, yeah, figure it out. You know, if you, if somebody says, "Hey, can you teach me another Taylor Swift song?" Yeah, you do it. You know, <laughs> I mean, just being being open and being versatile, it's it's and it's not that hard. But um, you know, it being accepting of. So this is what I really think about um, about playing, and and I say this to to all my students, is that like. The music that I listen to and the music like my friends, so like John Ventry shares a studio with me, uh, teaching, teaching bass lessons, you know, and the, the music that him and I talk about is like really out complex music. I don't expect anybody to waste any part of their day trying to absorb that kind of music, let alone coming out to see me play this wacky complex stuff. Right. So like if you don't judge your audience, if people want to hear Brown Eyed Girl and Sweet Caroline again, 
you give it to them and you do it with the, you do it with the, with the ability to, to be able to share a little bit of joy and, um, and then go home in the car and listen to, I like Tim Miller, jazz guitarist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I think that's the best thing I would, I would say to anybody is just whatever your audience likes, don't ever, um, don't ever stick your nose at it, you know? Um, and, and whether it's your students or whether it's your, your, the people that are requesting songs right in front of you, you know, that's, yeah. the, that's really the best thing you can do is appreciate the audience for, for no matter what they are. Yeah. Right. I, I, I just played, I just played. So I tell you, I do the Poconos during the week and uh, some lady came up to me last week and she's like, she gave me two bucks. She, she <laughs> must've requested like seven songs, right? I played them all. And I mean, she's requesting like, do you know any, um, like everything all across, all across the board, some Motown songs, some pop songs, some rock songs, like just all over the map. She's got me. I'm like, yeah, actually I know a lot of songs by this, at this point, you know? And so here I am playing them. She comes up and gives me a tip. She's like, here's two bucks. She goes, they should have had a comedian tonight. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, tomorrow's the comedian. Yeah. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, right. If that stuff didn't, if that stuff didn't make me laugh or make me want to share yeah. those stories, you know, like, I don't know. Right. She was I, hammered. She had a good time. She was sure. singing and dancing me with my guitar. But then she's like, she thought about it. She's like, yeah, she's telling me. I'm like, oh man, this is just, that's just funny. You know? That's so funny. Like she required you, you, fulfilled all of her requests and then she just yeah, wasn't happy all with night it. long yeah yeah. <laughs> and, I uh, yeah i don't know how i would react to that i don't know how i would i, know. I don't i don't know like i'm like <laughs> i i'm sure i would like handle it with grace right but like in the back of my head i'm thinking like like get the fuck out like, <laughs> i know yeah i mean well you know that's that's the truth and i think that's that's your instinct but i think like so right so from my point of view Right. That's ridiculous that that lady did that. But from my point of view, I don't know what she's doing. You know, she's on vacation. She's hammered. She's yeah. like, you know, like I so saw, I'm like, good. you know what? Good for her. Yeah. You know, you're having a good time. You could, I'll be a punching bag. I'll entertain you. And now I'll be a punching bag. You know, yeah, like, you it know really what? doesn't. Yeah. yeah. The venue paid you and you got a nice little $2 tip. Right. That's <laughs> it. I took that $2 and I'm going to retire now. <laughs> uh, but that's yeah, so I, don't, I don't know. You know, me and me and Johnny Dressler used to do them together, and uh, we had one guy. So John's got uh, a, a can for tips, and uh, like you, you know that like maybe they put Coronas in or something, right? And one time a guy came up and asked for a song, and and then threw a tip in the the can, and it was changed, and it was just the loudest rattle. The two of us were just <laughs> dying laughing. I'm like, did that guy just throw like fourteen cents? <laughs> in your tip jar, you know, like, I don't know, you know, so I don't know, that's the stuff, you know, honest to God, I'm, I'm glad I get to do it because yeah. it makes me laugh. And, um, and right. It's like a Tuesday night or a, a Wednesday night or something, you know, and I, I really am appreciative that I, that I get to play as much as I get to play. Yeah. You know? Um, and then especially now because I do it and, uh, who knows, um, like if it wasn't for the Poconos and wasn't for my weekly gigs and I was only doing the wedding things on the weekend, you know, I don't know uh, where else I'd, I would be getting to play. I mean, I do, I do still do occasional uh, bar gigs this week. I'm, I'm playing with Dustin. Um, we still do the proud monkey thing. I was going to uh, ask a little you about bit. that. 
Yeah. I, I mean, that has, I don't know how long that's been around for. It's been quite some time now, but like that has turned into a pretty successful, you know, DMB tribute band. Yeah. The band is so good, you know, um, but the problem is there's, uh, you know, there's so many of us, right? right? So it is hard to, uh, it is hard to coordinate. Uh, I think all the people, I think, um, so that, that makes it a challenge, but man, when we, when we do play together, the band is so good. Yeah. yeah. It's got nothing to do with me. You know, I, I'm, I'm like Tim, the Tim, you know, so I'm just <laughs> over in the corner making, making noise, you know, but, uh, but those guys are great. It's, it's yeah. super fun to play with them. And, um, so I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know when that all of us are playing again. You know, I, I couldn't even tell you, but I know Dustin and I are playing on Friday and I think maybe they're playing. Dustin's got another thing on, on Saturday that might be a proud monkey gig, but a five piece, they, they're like, we do it like Dave does. So it's not always, uh, seven of us, right. you know, sometimes it's, they just do the five piece, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm happy for that, man. That's, that's a good gig. And, um, yeah, it'd be cool if it was, if it was every Friday or something, but, um, you know, everybody's busy. That's the one thing I think about having a band full of musicians that are all full-time guys is that he, you know, especially in the summer when those gigs are, are available, we're all, we're all going, like all of us are trying to do wedding stuff. Right. That's where the, that's where the money is. You know, Mm -hmm. the drummer is in a wedding band, bass players in a different wedding band, the horn players in a different wedding band. It'd be one thing if we also were together on that, but you know, so but yeah, it's good. It is a good band. Weddings are big business. Yeah. Insane. You you know what? The the funniest thing about it is this. It's the first time I felt like stability. Right. You know, because I have, I even have a 25 book, uh, 25 wedding on the books right now. And I still am taking 24 requests, of course, like June is busy and September is busy, but it takes a while to fill up um, July and August, you know, all the Saturdays. But like this year, I have every Saturday, I think, you know, except for like November 17th or something, I could tell you is the next Saturday I have off because I'm going to try and run a marathon on the 18th if I can find one, you know, (laughs) but, uh, you know, so, um, but right. I have every, every Saturday book and I, even at the collectives, the height of our, um, the height of our popularity when we were playing a ton or the 5%, um, we're not, it's not that far out. So you would still be like, well, what if, what if the, this club doesn't have us anymore? What if, you know, this bar closes, right? Which happens. What if this yeah. bar that we are doing great at gets sold or has a new owner that doesn't like us? Cause that's happened to us. Yeah. You know, the collective one time showed up for, uh, showed up for a gig in Hoboken, New Jersey, and the club owner was different. And we started playing. He didn't know we were a hip hop band. He he's like he came up to us during the first set. He's like, "I'm gonna pay you guys, but you have to stop right now and go home." <laughs> he's like, "I can't, I can't." Yeah, I'm like, "I can't have hip hop in my bar." So like, right? You know, like who knows? Then we're never back there. Yeah. So the the wedding thing. That's the really the best thing about the wedding thing is, is the fact that I know, um, you know, every Saturday for for almost the rest of the year. I'll be, I'm work. I have work, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, and then and, for yeah. a whole lot of Saturdays next year, I have work. It's a big deal for, yeah. for musicians. For sure. Absolutely. So, but 
Well, I think we covered yeah. all your, um, your, your, your musical endeavors. Um, who was, who was Neil as a dad, as, as a father? Cause I mean, man, I, I was, I was like talking about that kind of stuff because it's like, you know, this is a chance to talk about the music, but also who people are as, as people, right? Like, you know, behind the music. Um, yeah. Yeah. I and mean, what's it like, you know, having a, like the kids and having a, a, a dad who's a musician, like um, just two sides to that. Right. It's cool because he's a musician, yeah. blah, blah, but he's also, you know, weekends are kind of booked out and nights are kind of busy. Um, yeah. What's that like? So, yeah, it is, it is hard. I try, I try now. Um, and so like, this is another thing that the weddings have allowed me to do. So my, my summertime is, is crazy busy the weekends, right? Of course, but I'm super conscious of all the time that we have free together, you know? And so my daughter and I have things that we do together and I try and not only do we try and do a lot of family stuff, but I try and have separate things that I do with my daughter and separate things that I do with my son. So, you know, so we have a different connection Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and then in the winter when I, I really try and just be, just be dad all the time on the weekends and as much as I can be. Um, my son and I go to the gym together. We, we snowboard all the time together and, um, and just right. I mean, it's like, I'm just until the kids are just like hiding from me, like, come on, let's do something. You know, I'm like every, every second that I'm off, I'm like, you know, I'm harassing them to do, to do anything, you know, even if it's right, sit in my son's room and, and watch him play video games. Cause I'm terrible at the games that he, that he's good at, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we'll play one round, but, but yeah. And my, my son plays piano, my daughter plays guitar. They don't practice like they should, of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, I just like, that's just the super most important thing to me, you know, right. of course. Um, so I, I just try and be uber present and, yeah. um, yeah. When I, when I am and, and conscious of the fact that how busy I am. And so, um, and I still just make it a point not to miss my, their soccer games and, and um, maybe my teaching uh, lessons suffer from it a little bit. Um, and, you know, of course, Saturdays I'm, I'm booked, but uh, any other day, uh, you know, of course that's, that's yeah. my main priority. It's the best man. Being a dad is the best. Yeah, it really know? is. I wish I would have done it earlier, but I guess yeah. I'll be the old guy at graduation. <laughs> well, we did it kind of late too. I was, I was 30. Um, yeah, I was 31, maybe 32. So, you know, not, not too different than yeah, you. So I was, well, I was 35 and then 40. Well, almost 40. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't well, you're talking about the V. I just saw Vinny. You're talking about the V spot. He's got a little one. We were just at a graduation party Dude, together. He's nuts. <laughs> he's nuts. I, I was just texting he's him earlier tonight. Uh, they're on vacation. <laughs> Uh, a yeah. bunch of them. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I'll never forget when he, when he called me or he texted me or whatever. He said like that, uh, his wife was pregnant. I'm like, Vinny, you're way too fucking old for that, dude. <laughs> See? I, I couldn't imagine. Uh-huh. I, yeah. We just had a graduation party together and I said that to my wife. I'm like, See, we could still, still have another one. She's like, Get the hell away from me. <laughs> oh, see, my wife would probably yeah. have another one if I was like, into it but i'm like no <laughs> financially just like, yeah no. like i mean we're talking about date like our, our son's going to kindergarten in the fall and like that our oh, going to daycare and it's like how is how is daycare so expensive it's, it's yeah 
like I get it. I mean, they're they're watching their, our kids and educating our children. It's not just like they're watching; they're they're doing stuff with them, which is great. I'm like Jesus, like it's it's more than my car payments, like combined payments. It's it's just like right? it's nuts. It's it's insane, but yeah, it is. It is. It's hard, but you know they got to do it. I mean, the kids yep. still have friends from from daycare. Yeah, my kids do. You know, and uh, it's just good. It's a good experience for them. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm so and I not that I'm I'm not surprised that you're very present and involved with your children, but it's always like it's so good to like see um, just because like, you know, they'll never they'll never remember you going to work when they're older. They'll right. just remember you not being there if that was the case. Right. But like, right. It's so it's it's and I think I mean, I can't speak for your, your dad and, um, you know, my dad is is no longer with us, but like I think we're like. There's generations that you just kind of like you're. We're trying to break away from the the stoic fathers and like the the the, the fathers who didn't really um, weren't as involved as we are, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, no doubt about it. My dad, I, I knew he loved me, but like he was a man of very few words. Like I knew he was my father. He was, you know, I was his son. Like there was not a lot of communication. Uh, right. Unfortunately, there started to become that once I finished college. I feel like he got kind of like said to himself, like, "Okay, I did my job. You know, he did well in school. He graduated college. Now we can be like buddies." And I think yeah. he passed away like three weeks after that. But oh boy. Uh, but you no, know, it's just like it's. Uh, I just know how I am, uh, and my my kids will never not know how much that I love them. To probably to the point where they're like, "Dad, shut up." I know. Yeah, but, uh, it's me too, man. I I agree with you for sure. Yeah. It's a generational, a generational thing. I think we we rubber banded the other way for sure. You know, trying to right, like smothering, uh, yeah, smothering them with love and and affection and attention and you know, and yeah. uh, um, and you know, trying right, trying to be interested in what they're interested in and not just forcing them to do things and you know, right, listening to their their stories about whatever my daughter was talking about at dinner tonight. I don't know. She was rambling, <laughs> you know, but we're like totally engaged. Like, yeah. go ahead and finish your story. Yeah. You, know? Like, I don't, you know, like, I don't know. That's, that's, that's good stuff. You know, yeah. it's um, fun. It's know. fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're funny. But, uh-huh. I think our daughter, <laughs> our daughter, uh, she just turned a year old and um, we have a cat and the cat's name is Mooch. Uh-huh. Um, and we called, we were calling the cat the other day. Um, and she started like she started calling out for the cat. So the cat's name is Mooch, like I said. And she she doesn't say Mooch. She says Moo Moo. Like, but like she's attempting to to call the cat. Like to me, that's like not her first word, but she's saying the cat's name basically before she's saying Mama, which is been, been <laughs> great for my wife. <laughs> that's best. That's yeah, fine. She, She's funny. And it's, I think the second kid's always funny too, because like they have somebody to look up to and they see this other little human doing things. So they're like, oh, well, like I need to do that or I'm going to try doing that. So they're automatically just kind of nuts because they're, right. they're, they're fearless. Like they're like, oh, well, if they're doing it, I can do it too. I mean, she, my, yeah. my son's very like shy, but like he's very, um, I don't know. He'll just kind of, you know, analyze the room and, and just, he's very like, he's not like a narc, but he's like very like, I don't want to get in trouble. Like I, I'm going to do the right, right. thing. And, and just very like, very <laughs> just, he's a kind kid. Right. 
And I could tell already she's going to be a handful just because, you know, this is how it's going to go because that's what it is. That's my kids too, man. That's the yeah. second kid. It's yeah. I, I agree. I think that's, that's the thing for sure. My son is much more cautious. Cautious. That's and, the word I was trying to use. Cautious was the word. Yeah. Yeah. And my daughter, just right before you, we, we hooked up here. My daughter was down here like, who knows, making a cookie or something, making there was <laughs> stuff, the cabinets where she's opening this and opening that. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know, I'm getting on in a minute. She's like, oh, I know. I'm just, you know, I'm, she's like, I'm making a cookie and she's got carrots out. I'm like, what are you doing with the carrots? You know? And yeah, then yeah. I see her like with the bat the ice. I'm like, what are you? She's just nuts. She's just all over the place. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's it's Yeah. It's great. But they're, they're polar opposites for they sure are. in a lot of ways. Our, our son, like he, he like lived on the pacifier, like the pacifier, the first two years of his life, you couldn't get rid of it. And our daughter hasn't had it since day one, not interested in it, but like everything on the ground She's like grabbing and trying to put in her mouth. Like, I'm like, I said to my wife, yeah. we never had this, this problem with Lincoln. She's like, yeah, because he had a pacifier in his mouth all the time. He didn't have, he didn't care to put it in his mouth. Whereas uh, London, she's like, yeah, it's a little piece of paper on the floor. This is in my mouth now. Let's try it. Let's try it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I don't know, man. But yeah, it was good, good catching up with you. Um, yeah, man. Good to been, talk to you too. Been a long time. And like I said, uh, yeah, it's cool to talk about uh, who you, you've been as a musician and, and kind of where you are today. And uh, I mean, I don't, I don't need to tell you, but I think you should definitely be proud of uh, the the things you've created and the things you've been a part of. And um, you provide people with a lot of entertainment over the years and continue to do so. So well, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> all the time, you know, <laughs> Gotta keep pushing along. Right. But yeah. where can people find you if they want to check out your music or your wedding services and all that kind of fun stuff? So I stay most mostly organized on Instagram. Okay. You know, so if you just look up Neil Nicastro on Instagram, um, that's that's where I I mean I have a website. The website is nice, you know, but I don't know who goes to the website. Nobody, right? Um and I I you know, I repost everything to Facebook. Um but, uh, but that's it. I don't do anything with TikTok or anything, but Instagram is nice and organized. You really could see all my links. Of course, my, my music's all on Spotify. It'd be super cool if, um, if you checked it out, you know, um, Spotify or YouTube or whatever. And, uh, and yeah, but Instagram, check me out on there. It's everything is organized, especially the wedding stuff. I have some dates if anybody's getting married, you know, <laughs> well, I've already done that. And hopefully I always said, if that ever ends, I'm never doing it again. Yeah, right. <laughs> it can't end. I won't let it. Yeah. I told yeah. her. I said, I said, if we ever get like divorced, like, can I still just like live in the same house? Because I can't imagine like not <laughs> saying goodnight to our kids, you know? Right. Right. But I know. Now I, uh, that's they, true. They, they say I, I outkicked my coverage. I, I've, I've heard it since 2008, like, way out of blah, blah. <laughs> So hopefully one day she won't get smart and realize that she could do a lot better. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we just gotta we just gotta um keep showering them with attention and yeah, not forget. I, I, I figure she hasn't left yet. <laughs> I think I'm pretty in pretty good shape. So yeah. You guys have how many years do you have in then? It's it'll be well, we started dating in 2008. We got married in 2015. So we've been married for eight and together for what is that, 15 years? Yeah. 
That's good, man. That's a good long time. So my wife and I as well. Yeah, I think I just saw your happy anniversary post. That's great. Yeah. 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 My wife and I are, um, geez, 20, 20 some years. Wow. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. We met. Yeah. It was in my band, the band I was in before the collective. We met at a party, (laughs) you know, me playing. Like a real, yeah. like a real rock star story. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> the only, my biggest accomplishment as a musician. <laughs> well, I was landing, landing a hot chick. Yeah, well, hey, you know, it's it's. So I was at the weekender, and I was kind of in charge of uh, the man and model of the week, and uh, my wife was a model of the week, and that's kind of how we initially met. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, that's great, and it's funny. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I think I'm gonna try and uh, do one of these with her. Um, it's funny because I say that she fell into my trap and she's like, bullshit. Like you fell into my trap. And I'm like, first of all, like, <laughs> so I, I still have like the, uh, my space. Like one night I came home from the bar and had a little, uh, I was, uh, had a little, uh, some confidence, some liquid courage, you know, <laughs> I had a shot or a message and it kind of started there. And, um, so I still have this, so that's in a box where I have to find it. Cause I want to like kind of read it and let people decide. Yeah. But I, to me, it's like, I kept like, I was always out with the weekend or doing nights out and things like that. And I say, I'd be like, Oh, I'm going here. Like if you want to meet up and then she would show up and then yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going here. If you want to meet up and she would show up <laughs> and then, you know, she started staying over and she never left. Yeah. So, that's and in my mess. mind, I'm like, yeah, this girl's way out of my league. Like it's only a matter of time before she like figures that out. And <laughs> she figures it out. Right? <laughs> so I'm not going to like try here. I'm just gonna be like, Hey, if you want to meet up, let's meet up. Right. And, Fifteen years later, here we are. That's great. That's great. The, soft, the softest, the game, right? <laughs> she, she fell into my trap, I, I think. But yeah, we'll see what it, we'll see it. what people think when I read it out loud. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tune in. I appreciate you doing it, and uh, I think it's super cool. Yeah, man. Um, Thank you. You know, I and I think I speak for everybody. Like you guys are the, a huge part of the musical community. Um, you know, just that that's out, like trying to help us. Cause you know, like I just said, um, I, a lot of us, we get wrapped up in our own, like, you know, work so hard on those tunes, but then like, what's my promotion? I don't know what am I yeah. doing, you know? And so it's a huge deal that you, you help us out and, and, um, give us a platform to say, to, to do more than just play, you know? Sweet. Well, I appreciate that. So, that was the, that was the goal. So I'm glad people kind of, you know, utilize it and appreciate it. So, if you guys keep uh, joining me to talk, I'll, I'll keep doing it. So, yeah, awesome. So hopefully, I'll see you out again. You know, it's been what, yeah. like we said, like 10, 10 years or so. I may have yeah. seen you like playing somewhere from a distance, but uh, yeah, we have never talked. I mean, we've never spoken at, at length like this. So it was uh, right. Good to hang. Yeah, man. Good to hang with you too. Right, man. Well, hopefully, I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks. All right, Appreciate Later. it. Yep. See ya. See ya.